you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time, mm-hmm. right? Marketing is a lot. It's an elephant, <laughs> right? Uh, a one bite at a time is, is using an online, uh, building an online presence, using a, a turnkey marketing solution like you all and, and plugging into those pieces but it's one bite at a time. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Steik along with Luke Acri. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. Our guest today is Adam Reen Bolin. Adam is the Director of Business Consulting for Financial Resources Group with over 15 years of experience in the financial services industry. Adam partners with financial professionals and focuses on practice management solutions, helping them foster efficiencies and new asset growth. Before we bring Adam on, I do have to say he also served eight years in the Marine Corps and earned meritorious sergeant for his leadership during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Thanks so much for your service, Adam, first and foremost. And secondly, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Josh and Luke. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, Adam, it's awesome to have you on. I know we had the awesome opportunity to do a webinar together not too yeah. long ago and was super impressed at the content and how you kind of led that webinar. So I'm excited to pick your brain. You have 15 years of experience literally going in and looking at advisor practices and driving efficiencies. I'd love for you to share like when you go into an advisor practice and, you know, obviously we have more than just advisors listening to this, but what are some of the things you look at at a high level to drive down on and create efficiencies in? No, it's, it's a, it's a good question. And and it's funny you say that my mother uh, actually owned her own business and there's, there's a lot of things that doesn't matter if you're a financial advisor or not. They're just, let's call them core principles of, of running your own business. Uh, and let's also be be realistic that you can be the best financial advisor, the best doctor, the best attorney. You might have no idea how to run an office and, and how to create efficiencies uh, in that space, which is which is where my world has existed. Right um, from building advisory books with clients and helping or with advisors or my clients uh, to help create some efficiencies there uh, and helping them build value props. Right, so. A lot of what I've done in my career, it's it's. I, I typically say I'm agnostic to how an advisor uh, wants to run business. You know, one of the benefits of being associated with LPL is they give the advisor the tools. You run your practice how you see fit. So my role's never been a let me craft this out of nothing. Uh, you know, we we use this the example of I, I look at an advisor's practice, get to know them, their personality. Where are they at in their career? Where are they at in their in their practice? Uh, are we breaking through a glass ceiling that we need to add staff? Do we need to squeeze more wallet share out of their existing book? Do we need to have a more uh, uh, a more solid value proposition in that? But it's to take what they're doing and let's create those efficiencies. Let's point out those areas that, as I said, the best financial advisor may not know how to run their their, their practice. Right? What goes on outside those four walls? So that's technology, right? Integrating that so somebody can save time. Uh, maybe it is the staffing, finding solutions. Um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that, that happen in our industry, investments and insurance alike, that if I'm running a great practice, if I'm running my own financial advisor practice, I don't have the time to keep up with all of that, right? right? So having somebody like a business consultant that I'm the eyes and ears of the industry, I'm the one that's that's listening for what's out there and then knowing your practice or, or your practice, Josh, maybe you guys are partners, you know, bringing that to you in it. 
No, it makes a ton of sense. It's actually interesting. I was coaching a real estate agent today and I was sharing with them like, and this applies on the lead gen side too. There's so many ways you can generate leads. And what you have to determine is where do you naturally thrive? So in real estate, like a lot of people will cold call, whether they cold call expired listings or they cold call FISBOs and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people that hate cold calling. Like they just absolutely hate it. That's okay. You don't have to grow your practice with cold calling. There's going to be agents that um, love it and that they do it well. You can put all your effort into networking events, into going after your sphere and building relationships and doing it that way. And I love the approach of going, hey, let me look at what you're doing right now and actually double down on what you're good at. Mm. And focus there. Talk to us, though, a little bit about like you're seeing the industry, right? You talked about like value propositions. Can you share a little bit more insight into when you look at an advisor's value prop? What are you looking for at a high level to know if they're doing well or doing poor in that? So first, uh, it's asking the question, what is your value proposition? And most advisors, you know, it's it's like a business's um, mission statement. Most advisors have never have never put it on paper, right? I'm a firm believer, and this is an old coaching, a business plan is only real when it's in writing. Mm. You know, a business plan in your head doesn't mean squat, mm. right? Uh, uh, saying you're going to go to the gym January 1st is a New Year's resolution doesn't mean squat. Building out a plan that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, Wednesday and Thursday of next week and, and having that, that, uh, that set up, that's what makes it real. So it's the same thing for a value proposition. Most advisors... That, that I've worked with, right, from my side of the industry, they have grown their business by doing what they do very well, networking in their areas, their family, their friends, um, their coalitions, their churches, their neighborhoods. And then they get so busy that they forget to go back to their roots, right? They, they keep looking for maybe the next new idea, the next Netflix, right, to take out Blockbuster. There is no net Netflix, Next Netflix, if I get that right. Um, there is no wrong marketing, right? And and one, understand what your value proposition is. What are you offering to your clients and why are your clients doing business with you, right? And then one of the challenges I always uh, push to advisors is think about where you're doing business. The dry cleaner, the florist, the bakery. Are you doing it for convenience? Are you doing it because they have better quality? Think of the restaurants you go to. If you're doing, if you're going to those places to do business, flip that on yourself. How are you making it easy for, for clients to do business with you? If you like the convenience, I'll give an example. My my uh, my barber, uh, I almost said hairstylist, which I do not have hair for a hairstylist. <laughs> my barber has an app on Book It, right? I used to have to call him up and book my appointment. He would flip through his pages and write me down. Now he's got an app on his phone, on my phone, right? I can go on there, I can see his calendar, and I can book it. I can prepay it with it in advance as well, right? If I wanted to send my kid there, but I didn't want my, my son to carry cash with him. So voila, why, if I enjoy that for my barber, why wouldn't I have a tool for my clients to book a, a, an appointment with me to see my availability? And voila, there's a tool at LPL called Schedule Once that can go in your email signature, can live in your webpage, what an easy way to create some efficiencies. If That's I great. like it, then more than likely the people I'm doing business are going to like it. And Luke, I'm going to give you credit for this, but it, it ties into it. The The line that you used on our webinar is that the best bridge to your next client is your existing client. And that couldn't be more true. Hmm. Where you're doing business, 
I would gamble is probably where you're getting a lot of, of your business back from. So let's get back to the roots in those. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that in, in my experience. That's awesome. Talk a little bit then, because you mentioned in your list of things that you would help or go and look at with your, your, your advisor clients. You also mentioned squeezing value out of your existing book, right? So yeah. how do you go about that how, when working with an advisor? Is it is it going back to the roots, like you said, the relationship and and building that up? Or how are you coaching advisors on that? Sure. Um so we, we, there's a lot of tools and things out there. Uh, again, I, I want to listen to what is the advisor asking for? Um, so sometimes they, they may come to me with the idea of, I want to grow in the insurance space. I want to grow in the managed money uh, space. And that's an easy answer. I bring the resources into them. But most of the time, the advisor's saying, I want more revenue. How do I get that more revenue? And their first assumption is, I need more clients. I need more at-bats to get more revenue. And I would argue maybe, but probably not likely. So the wallet share reports or, or a preview of what wallet share, what it is is if your client has said they're worth half a million dollars, but you only have a hundred thousand dollar account, you don't have, you only have 20% of their wallet share, mm. right? You want to get 50, 60% of their wallet share. Industry data tells you that that's going to be a client for life. Right. The more visibility you have into their into their process, offering financial planning is a piece for that. Right. Uh, the most successful advisors, both at financial resources group at my prior firms and at LPL offer financial planning and they charge for financial planning. There's a new revenue stream. If you're charging fifteen hundred, two thousand, twenty five hundred, twenty six hundred, I think is the industry average. There's an added revenue stream. You do twelve a year, twenty four a year. That's some serious pocket change. Uh, insurance is typically very underserved. It's, I think it's the most underserved piece in the financial services industry. Hmm. Makes up about 2% of the revenue. Well, most advisors have not gone to their clients for their insurance needs. It's kind of an out of sight, out of mind. I, I got their annuity. I got their managed money. I got their brokerage account, their 401k rollover. They've never even offered insurance, right? There's more wallet share out of it without even adding a single client. Now, sometimes an advisor will brush me off and say, no, I don't, I don't want to do insurance. That's, that's not for me. That's fine. But if you're going to ask me the question where you can get more wallet share, where you can get more revenue, I, it's going to keep pointing back to the same answer, right? I can't change that piece, but I'm going to give the advisor uh, the, the, the privilege to, to run their business how they want, right? If they want to charge for financial plans, if they don't, that's completely up to them. I'm going to still, you know, preach my side of, hey, this is what the data tells us. We can't argue with that. Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel running forward, but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acri and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. So, you know, you probably deal with the same thing we do. Obviously, we're a marketing company, and the hardest thing for us is execution. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can share the ideas all day and you're coaching these people on the ideas. 
How do you get advisors to follow through and execute? Do you have any tips you could give to how do you keep these people motivated and, and get them to actually implement and execute? Motivation's easy, right? Any, anytime you get a dollar sign, you know, somebody sees that potential motivation, I think it's pretty easy. Um, I, I, I always think, you know, in the military, we used KISS, keep it simple, stupid, right? Um, don't make it more complicated than what it needs to be, right? Where you're spending your time is where you should be focusing your marketing efforts, right? If, if you spend time at an animal shelter, then do something with that animal shelter in partnership with your business. If you are working with the church, put on a seminar for the members of that church to be able to attend. And, mm. and there's faith-based investing options that maybe people have never heard about. Don't make it more complicated than what it needs to be. And that also goes into, you know, it's bite-sized pieces. This needs to be repeatable, right? It's not a one and done, right? Much like y'all's magazine subscription, you don't just send one magazine out and expect to get an influx of people. You might be sending a magazine to somebody for two years, before the right person or the right time presents themselves. And what you've been doing is you've been dripping on them that whole time in an easy format, right? Cause they've offloaded it to you all or FMG suite or something. Um, and they've made it repeatable to where now when that life event hits their mind, they immediately think I need to give Luke a call, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I've, I've been putting this off. My mother just passed away. I just sold my business. Uh, my son just turned 18, whatever the excuse might be that's going to trigger that event. So it's bite-sized pieces. It's trying to be that accountability partner. Don't try to, you know, uh, my marketing partner, Tanya Bashirs, who's fantastic, uh, works with advisors a lot and helping try to simplify that for them on the marketing piece. Um, she uses a line. It's, you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time, mm-hmm. right? Marketing is a lot. It's an elephant, <laughs> right? A uh, one bite at a time is, is using an online, uh, building an online presence, using a, a turnkey marketing solution like you all and, and plugging into those pieces but it's one bite at a time. Yeah, it's so good. I heard this quote um, literally yesterday that I thought was super powerful. And the guy said, what gets rewarded gets repeated. Hmm. And it's Hmm. like, when you really think about it in your life and in your business, what gets rewarded, what gives you reward, you tend to repeat, right? What brings you pain and failure, you tend to avoid. And it's like, when you look at your business, you go, how are you rewarding not only yourself, but the people that work for you? How are you rewarding if you want referrals to come? How are you rewarding those referrals? How are you creating that? Because what gets rewarded gets repeated. I'm curious, do you have a mantra like you live by, you know, obviously serving in the military, 15 years coaching advisors, not only on implementation, but also trying to motivate them. Do you have a mantra you live by? I mean, it's, it's the, the, the Marine, uh, uh, Fidelis, which means it's Latin for always faithful. And, you know, to me, it's, it's a big part of integrity. I think our business is, is the foundation and the core of it has to be integrity more and more compliance keeps coming down. If you got to do what's in, in the best interest of the customer, I shouldn't need compliance to tell me that. I shouldn't need a law to tell me that. Um, and I think if you do the right things, much like you said, you're, you're going to get the benefits. If you're forcing yourself to dial for dollars, you're going to exhaust yourself. You're not going to feel the reward for it. Uh, and, and you're going to burn yourself out just like at the gym on January 1st and two weeks later, you're no longer doing cold calls. Do something that's realistic. Do something that's comfortable. Do something that's natural. Have that integrity to say that if it's not working, try something else. That's perfectly okay. As long as you're failing forward, that's perfectly fine to, to take a swing. You did a seminar and only two people showed up. All right, what did you do wrong in the seminar? 
Did you do online presence? Did you let people dial in? You know, coming out of COVID, a lot of people feel more comfortable doing that. Are you giving them that opportunity? Much like you probably attend webinars, you know, our webinar, the casting the net, that wasn't in person. Yep. So give your clients, give your prospects that, that courtesy as well. Yeah. Love that. So good. Thanks Adam so much for coming on uh, the show before we close out here, let people know how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So again, Adam Reen Bolin, it's R-E-A-N uh, is the middle name. I'm definitely on LinkedIn uh, and with Financial Resources Group as a, a, a subsidiary of LPL Financial. So anyone can welcome to email me, message me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to connect. Fantastic. Love it. Thank you again. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get the show notes and the links there that Adam mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on all social platforms at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acri. Adam, thank you so much, man. You're a wealth of knowledge. My action item for everybody who's listening to this, right, is do you know your value prop? Do you actually have it written down? Can you actually recite it? Because Adam is so right. We find this to be true with our clients. They don't actually know what their value proposition is. And if you don't know what your value prop is, you don't know what you stand for, you definitely can't execute. So take the time this week to actually write down what your value prop is and why you're in this business, what you bring to the market. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 